good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world and what time it is, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Whose World Is This with Junior Renee Bobrun. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener, welcome back to this ongoing conversation that is now in its, I guess, 100 plus, uh, maybe 110 episodes so far, about a year and a half. And if you're a returning listener, thank you again. Welcome back. And thank you for giving me your divided attention. It's much appreciated. Um, Before we get started, uh, Christmas is right on us, right? Gift giving and gift receiving season. Have you guys been to ChavezHouse.com? Have you gone to Amazon, typed in Chavez House Publishing? That's Chavez with an S, C-H-A-V-E-S, House Publishing. Have you put that in the search toolbox, in the search tool? Have you come up with all the offerings from Chavez House and Lenore Batista, which are over 100 offerings of gratitude journals, daily journals, password logbooks for all those passwords we have for every single last thing in our lives? We should have a place to store these passwords when we forget so we don't because none of us have time to spend three hours on the phone trying to change passwords for banking and investing and this app, that app, cash app, etc., etc. So between workout logbooks, daily journals, decorative notebooks, uh, uh, journals for young dancers, young people in athletics, or whatever the case may be, whether you're in grade school or grad school and beyond, from 8 to 80, there is a book for you at Chavez House Publishing. So it's a stocking stuffer. It makes a great gift for you or someone else. Go get it. Enjoy it. Our cash app is dollar sign J-U-N-B-E-A-U. That's dollar sign Junebo. Our Venmo is Junebo. J-U-N-B-E-A-U. So feel free to leave this show a gift. We It will go to, uh, trust me, it'll go to great uh, uh, use. It will, you know, but anyway, so we have that. We have the Cash App. We have the Venmo. Zell is our first name and last name. Juniorbobrun at gmail.com. If you have an issue with the spelling of the first and last name, it's right there in the show. J-U-N-Y-A-B-E-A-U-B-R-U-N at gmail.com. Our email is whoseworldisthis21 at gmail.com. That is whoseworldisthis21 at gmail.com. And our Instagram is Whose world is this? 2021. And our Twitter is Whose World Is This with Junior Renee Bobrun. The name of the show, you'll know it's this show because you'll see the dude staring at the elephant and the elephant staring right back. You'll know. And we only have a couple of followers so far. That takes care of that. I like to take care of that stuff early in the episode. I was listening to a podcast the other day <clears throat> that I enjoy. And, um,. They interspersed their information throughout the broadcast. So they gave out their cash app, not in the beginning, but in the middle. And it was an email address. So if you wanted to contact the show, it was somewhere towards the end. And I thought to myself, get it out the way in the beginning. I, I seem to forget sometimes because I'm always trying to get to the actual topic at hand. So oftentimes I used to forget to give my information for the show people want to contact me which is such an important integral part of this show because this episode is an episode that I'm doing in response to um emails 
And I do. If you guys have been listening to this show over a certain period of time, you'll see that I will have a show that's responded, that's dedicated to responding to an actual listener. That's why I always say welcome to this ongoing conversation. I am speaking to you directly and you can return it via email, uh, via messages, via Instagram, DMs, etc., etc. So that's what makes this important. What are we going to talk about today? Last episode, we spoke about Brittany Griner and her release and what does that mean? And I interspersed a, 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 a tidbit about Paul Whelan, who is a Marine that's been you know, detained for some years now, over two, three years now in Russia for espionage, a former Marine. And I and I brought I brought up his situation because the conversation around Brittany Griner revolves around three people, Victor Bout, who she was exchanged for Victor Bout, who was was called colloquially the merchant of death. He's one of the most successful arms dealers in history and uh the United States had him in custody and were exchanging him for Brittany Griner. A Paul Whelan, who's been in custody in Russia over the last couple of years, he was supposed to be part of the exchange, or the United States requested that he be part of the exchange for uh, Brittany Griner as well. Um, Russia, those talks, for whatever reason, fell through, and Paul Whelan is still in custody while in Russia and in jail in Russia, while Brittany Griner is stateside in the United States. I said that I can understand why Brittany Griner was released for a vape pen and Paul Whelan wasn't released based on the fact that he was convicted of espionage. What is espionage? Espionage is spycraft. He was accused of being a spy for the United States, spying on Russia. That is far more severe than a vape hash oil possession. It's not as if Brittany Griner had 20 kilos of hash. So I was making that distinction, and I have many, many friends who've served in different branches of the armed forces. A couple of them took exception to that. They were like, well, June, you know, you know, you know, he's still a Marine. You know, he fought for this country, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, okay. I said, what's his background? And here's what was curious. No one knew his background in the military. And no one can say unequivocally that he wasn't guilty of es espionage. I said, because if he's guilty of espionage, then that 16-year sentence he received is light. <laughs> OK, especially in a country like Russia. Right. I said, so do we know beyond a shadow that he wasn't in Russia uh, under co uh, working in covert operations? And no one could tell me yes or no. And I said, so what's this guy's background? And I was asking, asking casually because I didn't look into his background. I took the story for what it was. Paul Whelan's a former Marine. But here's the thing. There are a lot of people who hang out in Russia. I know a lot of Americans who hang out in Russia, a lot of former military who hang out in Russia. I've been wanting to go to Moscow and St. Petersburg. I was in Berlin some years back, and I just was like, why don't I just 
head out to Moscow after this. I just didn't have the resources at the time. Actually, it was more about time than resources. The Berlin trip was something that I really carved out. You know, I had to make time for, and I just didn't have enough time to stretch to go to Moscow. So there are former military Americans hang out in Russia a lot, more than you know, more than your media, whatever factions would have you believe. Hanging out at people in Moscow love drinking and hanging out with Americans. So I've been told. But anyway, so I said to them, I said, it's curious to me of all the Americans that I know that go to Russia that are not of Russian descent and claim how much of a great time they had. And that's after I said I wanted to go. They went after me. And then they introduced me to people who went and said, you definitely got to go. You're going to love it. It's a little, you know, depending on what time of year, sometimes a little crazy, depending on what's going on politically. But that has nothing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But he said, it's, you know, many, many men, many, many people have said, yo, it's a great place to hang out. Okay. And in my mind, I was like, I kind of knew that. Yeah, I did. I almost didn't need anyone to tell me, but, but I had to, I investigated. So that I was very curious as to why Paul Whelan. So I decided to do a cursory, you know, investigation of my own and to look into who Paul Whelan is. Now, after I found out who he was or certain informations about him, I went back to my friends because I'm hearing a lot, you know, the, what's being bandied by Biden's opponents and Brittany Griner's opponents. What I'm hearing or critics, I should say, is that how could we leave a Marine? That dude served his country. It's a Marine. Why is he served his country? He loves his country, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why is he still incarcerated? And this girl who, or I don't know what she calls herself, but this person, they, or whatever, kneeled, doesn't love America, et cetera, et cetera, goes over there, breaks the law, blah, blah, blah. She's arrested, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, she should stay there. We should bring a real American home. That's been the conversation. I'm okay with that conversation. If that's the conversation, if it's accurate, I'm okay with it. I don't care. I have no, I'm not going to say I don't have any skin in the game, but I can look at it for what it is. I, I try my best to be as, I don't know, as objective as possible or as neutral as possible. Okay. And I think I highlighted some of those things in the last episode. But here's something that maybe a lot of you didn't know. And I went back and I spoke to my friends about this that were, that served in branches of the military. Uh, staff sergeant, or should I say he was staff sergeant at the time, but he was court-martialed. And when he was court-martialed in the military, he received a bad conduct discharge which meant that he wasn't allowed to join any other branch of the military he's not eligible for any veterans pensions or benefits the gi bill is which which many military personnel use to go to school because the military pays for their schooling via the gi bill and he's not eligible for any veteran housing or housing discounts whoa so he's not allowed to get a pension what did this man do and this Bad conduct discharge is considered to be only only one step beneath the actual dishonorable discharge. And on top of that, he went from staff sergeant pay to pay of a lower rank, maybe private. 
which is, I think, the lowest rank or the entry-level rank in the Marines. Okay? So his 2008 appeal was denied, and the charges were attempted larceny, which is theft, false statements, and dereliction of duty. Attempted larceny, three specifications of dereliction of duty, making in a false official statement, wrongfully using another's social security number, and 10 specifications of making checks without having sufficient funds in his account. And I'm hearing that these amounts of embezzlement or amounts of larceny go up to about $10,000. So let me get this straight. This man gets a bad conduct discharge. You know what that means? He's not a, he's not a Marine. It's the same as if a doctor gets stripped of their license. They're no longer a doctor. If you're a lawyer and you get stripped of your license, I don't care how long you practiced law, you're no longer a lawyer. You get stripped of your legal, your, 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 the, the American Bar Association says, eh, eh, that's it. They strip you, that's it. American Medical Association strips you of your medical license, that's it. Okay, so if you are dishonorably discharged or bad conduct discharged, are you still a Marine? Are you still considered a soldier? Are you still considered part of the, the military branch, even though you've been discharged? dishonorably or bad conduct discharge and i asked all of my friends this in the military some of them said if you've if you've dishonored that uniform then i'm turning your back on you my back on you it, and it sometimes it depends on what you did sometimes guys get you know kicked out of the military for fighting you know for overly aggressive behavior you can actually even though you're a fighter and a soldier get kicked out of the armed forces for punching the wrong person but you know you get you get all types in the military and sometimes people get kicked out for different things but if, if you get caught doing something or spying for the enemy or something like that or stealing and a friend of mine said he was stealing and he looked further but he told me he couldn't tell me what he found out and guess what I've been looking and just to see if maybe hey you know maybe you're using a friend social maybe you're having some credit issues some problems some this that and the third and you you know but this was what's happened this was happening in a military capacity while he was on duty as, as military. Now, here's the thing about Paul Whelan. He worked for a company called Kelly Services in their IT department. He was a senior manager of global security and investigations. So he was, a, he was an IT person. He was an administrative person. He wasn't in combat divisions. He was working in an administrative capacity. So this man knows his way around a computer or two. Right? Okay. So after he's been, after he was <clears throat> bad conduct discharged from the military, not able to join any other branch because of what he did was so egregious that that was the kind of punishment that they decided to levy he's not allowed to join any other branch of the military he's not allowed to receive any benefits any va benefits no gi bill no pension no housing 
he gets a job with Borg Warner. Borg Warner, an American automotive supplier headquartered in Auburn Hills, Michigan. This company maintains production facilities and technical systems at 93 sites in 22 countries worldwide and has over 49,000 employees. It is one of the 25 largest automotive suppliers on earth. It is ranked 244 out of the Fortune 500 list of businesses. Hmm. Borg made over $12 million selling non-military automotive equipment to Russia for their trucks and buses. Mm. Although it says it doesn't hold any operations in Russia per se, it did make a substantial sum in Russia to the tune of about 10 to $12 million. Now, where did Paul Whelan work in this, in this company? Where did he work? Was he in the mailroom? Was he maybe doing deliveries? Was he working in janitorial services, which has now been updated and named environmental services? Was he working in the cafeteria? Was he, was he working in these capacities? No. Was he working maybe as a security guard at the gate? Because, you know, he was former military. Was he working at the gate as security? Well, no. Not as security at the gate, but hmm, he was working as global securities director. Are you listening to me, guys? How did you go from bad conduct discharge in the Marines to being a global security director for one of the top 25 automotive suppliers on earth? That is 244 on the Fortune 500 list when upon further investigation, you realize how difficult it is for former military personnel to procure steady, substantial employment after receiving a bad conduct discharge. Not only does this man get employed, he gets employed in one of the most powerful companies on the planet. Huh? Just saying, I'm asking you if this adds up. So I looked at this and I said, okay, what was he doing at Russia at the time? Well, he had a family friend or a friend that was getting married and he happened to be in Russia at the time. At the time of Mr. Paul Whelan's arrest, you know, it was said that he was uh, a friend of his who works for the Russian secret police, the FSB or the federal police, Russian federal police, a man he's known for years because he's visited Russia often. And um, this man had a USB, handed him a USB with some sensitive Russian information on it. And all of a sudden, here comes the FSB kicking in the door. Boom, 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 blah, blah, blah. Paul Whelan says he was set up. Paul Whelan says this was a setup. Out of nowhere, I hadn't seen this guy in a while. All of a sudden, he comes out of nowhere, hits me with a, a USB drive and blah, blah, blah. So an analyst or a former CIA um, um, official said that uh, 
Paul Whelan absolutely does not fit the profile of someone they would use in a place like Moscow because this person once ran the ran um operations in Moscow. And he goes on to say, due to the oppressive level of counterintelligence scrutiny in Moscow, we do not put people without diplomatic immunity in harm's way, nor do we handle low level intelligence collection operations in places in a place like Moscow. That sounds nice. But if you guys want to go look up extraordinary rendition on your own time, you will see that United States operates and the agency operates extrajudicially in many, many regions. As a matter of fact, during George Bush's George Bush II's reign, extraordinary rendition, extraordinary rendition was used more than almost any other time. Now, if you guys out there are asking me or wondering what the heck is an extraordinary rendition, it's when the United States goes into a another country, another sovereign country without that sovereign country's permission and for lack of a better word detains those people take kidnaps them takes them brings them to a, 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 a an offsite in controlled by United States's intelligence community and those individuals outside of scrutiny of anyone are tortured for information and oftentimes brought to what's called the FISA court. Now, we can go into that later, but that's not, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but just I looked at that official statement and I smiled because I know I know a little bit about operations and counter it. You know, I just said, oh, OK, that's a good statement. It's great. I'm not saying he's lying. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. One has to wonder what exactly Paul Whelan, how exactly did Paul Whelan procure the kind of employment that he did after being discharged the way he was so unceremoniously? So I was asking friends, what do we do with this information? Because we keep calling him a Marine. We keep calling him this and we, we hear the word Marine and automatically all of us go, all right, hoorah, best of the best. First ones on the ground, boots on the ground, securing America's borders, et cetera, et cetera. The Marines, right? He's not that. This man was convicted of larceny and fraud. Conduct unbecoming to the degree where he wasn't just demoted from staff sergeant to private. He was stripped of rank. But he also was stripped of any benefit of serving his country in any way, shape, or form militarily. Now, was he still serving his country in other ways? Because of his vast experience in global security and digital information and IT information. I'm not going to go that I'm not going to go down that road, but I do know what he's in conv- he's convicted of. He's convicted of espionage, which would be kind of consistent with what he actually does. I'm not saying he's working in a espionage capacity. He's not working for any intelligence agencies officially. He's not. He's not. However, with all that being said, he is quite proficient. Quite, quite, quite proficient in digital and, and, and IT security 
to the point where he's getting director positions with employees under him. Hmm. And he's visited Russia several times. Okay. All I'm saying is when I said that the reason why Brittany Griner, there could be one of the reasons why people said, oh, it's because she's rich. It's because she's famous. It's because she's rich and famous. It's because she's uh, represents a demographic that it seems as if the, the 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 political party that's in office is looking to cater to or placate to. So maybe that's it. And I'm not saying anybody's wrong. I'm not. One could be 100 percent right that that's the reason that it was such an emphasis on getting her out. And there's so much attention. Yeah, could be. Could it be also that what I'm saying that, you know, it's a lot easier to get someone out with a vape pen that's got a little bit of hash oil in it as opposed to someone who's convicted to a 16 year sentence for espionage and spycraft and spying on another country, which makes you an enemy of the state of that country. Brittany Grant is not an enemy of the state. She's not an enemy of Russia. Because she broke she broke a law. She, she broke the law, but it's not to the degree. There are degrees of law breaking, as we all know. You steal a candy bar and you, and you rob the candy store, the cashier. You're, you're stealing from the same place, but you do see the degrees between stealing a Snickers bar and running out or putting it in your pocket, which is considered what? Shoplifting or petty larceny. And then, or the other kind of larceny is when you say, hey, listen, give me what's in the register, the money of your life. And you have a weapon. Uh-oh. That's another degree. So there is degree of law breaking and there's degree of criminal activity. Getting on board of a plane or landing with a little hash oil and a vape pen as opposed to being convicted of espionage and spying, which is a matter of national security at the highest levels. It's just a little different. It's a little bit more severe. Being a spy, having sensitive information. Now, I'm not saying that he was a spy. I'm saying he was found guilty of being a spy. And the people that are defending Paul Whelan haven't asked the question, well, was he? After they look at this sort of, I'm not saying where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm not that kind of person. But that's a legitimate question. Because I've said to you guys, I made the case for Brittany Griner not being released last time. I said, listen, when I go to a foreign country, I follow the, I follow the rules. I don't bring anything with me that could be considered questionable in any way, shape, or form. Okay? And there were people in, there were Americans imprisoned in Russia for having substances or possession of Already before Brittany Griner got on a plane to Russia 290 plus days ago or 300 plus days ago. Okay, so all your handlers, because you are a millionaire, you work for an organization that travels all over the world. Okay, you have people that actually work in, in there are actual travel departments in the WNBA that help handle that handle international travel. And granted, she was doing that on her own. She still knows. She's played in the Olympics. She's played overseas. She's played internationally before. This was not her first rodeo. So she knew. So it's her responsibility to make sure that there are no items that can be called into question uh, while traveling. 
especially any THC marijuana products. Okay. So I made that case. I said, yo, but, you know, there's an argument that, hey, you should have knew better. You got to do better. You knew better. Do better. There's that argument. And I made that argument. Some people may think, oh, it's harsh. Uh, like I said, I don't think anyone should be arrested for possession of negligible amounts of personal uses of, of marijuana at all for that, for the, for the green. Absolutely not. I just do. I, I don't, I don't understand it, but I understand if a country says no, if a country says no cigarettes, I'm not putting cigarettes in my bag. If a country says we don't allow Marlboros and, 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 and slim one hundreds and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then that's it. When you go on the plane, what happens? You got to bring those little tiny baby shampoos, a tiny size, two, three ounces. You put it in a Ziploc, et cetera, et cetera. Look at all the hoops we have to jump through just to get on a plane without, with, with minimal hassle. Like I told people, I love flying. I cannot stand airports. Okay? So you, I do the level. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not even bringing any toiletries depending on when I'm going. I'm just, I'm just bringing my toothbrush. You know, that's it, because I just don't want to deal. Sometimes I just don't want to deal with getting some of the things I purchase and some of the things that I have. I, I, there, aren't, there aren't any miniature versions of them. So to hell with it all. I bring a little thing of toothpaste and I bring my toothbrush or just some toothbrush I purchased. I leave my regular toothbrush home. I don't want to deal with anything in my I don't want any baggage dealing with my baggage. You understand? So I made the case for BG knowing better, for Brittany Griner knowing better. And she's paying the price for 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 flouting the rules on paper. How come none of us are asking, is Paul Whelan really a spy? Is he guilty of what he's been found guilty of? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's Russia. Russia's playing a game and they're playing tit for tat in there. You know, this is Warcraft and this is, you know, just uh, petty tit for tat between two superpowers. Could be that. Could be. I'm saying, right, you're right. It could, it could very well just be that. Or it could be Paul Whelan was playing James Bond because that's how spycraft works right now. It's not James Bond with a tuxedo jumping out of buildings. It's not Mission Impossible 4. It's data collection. It's USB drives. It's encrypted emails. That's what goes on. That's how things are done. People defect, people traveling under different visas, under this, and all of a sudden, hey, I'm here on business and blah, blah, blah. And you have a friend that happens to be in, you know, in, in the federal police. And okay, I'm saying all of that can be very coincidental. Take me, for instance. Someone could try to do that to me. Oh, June has been in, Germ in Germany. June's been here. June wants to hang out in Moscow. All of a sudden, if someone wanted to paint me as such, I'm, I'm assuming you could, if you use a broad enough brush, you could paint me as some sort of, you know, covert agent. But I don't need to paint a broad brush to say, hmm, <clears throat> you've been convicted of this. And I'm looking and I'm saying one of the things that finds me is quite curious is, is how you were able to procure such a prestigious uh, 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 employment post. After being discharged so unceremoniously from the United States military, you were convicted of fraud using other social security numbers, larceny, 
I'm pretty sure that the military lets a lot of things slide. It's war. Do you know how many people have purple hearts and bronze stars for doing things that in normal circumstances would be considered, uh, let's just say, a convictable offense? But in the theater of war, the leeway you, you get, war is hell, as they say, always has been, always will be. So just think about that for a moment, ladies and gentlemen, just for a moment, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that for a moment. Think about the things that men have to do and women have to do under the dynamic of war, under the auspices of war. The things you have to do. And you get awarded for it, for it. You get rewarded for it. You get promoted for it. The things that you have to do that lead to these men and women coming back mentally and spiritually broken from the things that they've witnessed and from the things that they've actually done. And they get purple stars. This man got a bad conduct discharge. What do you have to do to get kicked out of the military, bruh? Steal. Steal. Fraud, but yet you're, you're head of global security, but yet you've been convicted of fraud for a company that has 49,000 employees, 93 sites in 22 countries. You're allowed to be head of their security working in, uh, okay, okay. And then if someone like that gets convicted of espionage on Russian soil after actually receiving a USB drive from someone, that event actually happened. He said he was set up. Listen, that event actually happened, people. They didn't lie on him. They didn't say he was in the room with someone and handed a USB drive that he wasn't handed. He was in the room with that person and he was handed something that had sensitive information on it. That actually happened. That wasn't made up. Are we going to discount all of that information just to say that Russia had it out for the U.S. to the point where they made this man a patsy? That's a lot of information that we're going to have to just set aside and compartmentalize. I'm sorry, dismiss summarily and say, eh. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's not what happened. He he didn't really do that. Nobody was in the room. No, that really happened. No, no, no. He, he, it, it was Russia. No, Putin has it out for for us. He hates us. Okay, all of that, all of that. Let's just say all of that is true. Let's just say, for argument's sake, hypothetically speaking. Oh yeah, Russia hates the United States. Okay, and they're using Paul Whelan. Okay, but so you're saying that? So we're gonna just summarily dismiss that? All the information that I've just presented so far, does that put private Whelan or bad conduct discharged Paul Whelan in a different light? If you were given all of that information about him from the onset, would you have said, hmm, would you have been would you have been as gung ho? Would you have been saying that, oh, United States, oh, Joe Biden. Oh, my gosh. How could you how could you leave a Marine? You know, in custody, how could you do that? Oh, my gosh, you're making America unsafe. 
less safe today than yesterday by would you still feel that way today and if the answer is yes then fine but if the answer is mm, i don't know then you have to ask yourself why didn't you get this information you have to ask yourself why was that left out of the narrative you have to ask yourself why no one was asking why and i don't know because you know i don't watch a lot of uh, corporate sponsored media uh i don't so but I do know from what I've heard, no one had this information, including friends of mine that are in the military. And all I did was a cursory, quick one, two, three search on the man. Nothing crazy. Not calling contacts. None of that. I just went, Paul Whelan, blah, 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 Marine, rank, whatever. I think I put something like that. What was his rank? Like, who was he? Because I've been hearing his name for, you know, some days now for almost a year knew nothing about the man except he was from Michigan. And now when I see this information, I go, hmm. Even without this information, I said last time, I said, you know what? You're convicted of espionage. It's going to take a little while longer to get you out. The, 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 rich, the rich celebrity girl with um, the hash oil, yeah, she may get out sooner. Yeah, that, that's, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. But it works like that in this country, too. Okay? If you're rich and you have a certain level of fame and you go into a courtroom, I guarantee you they're going to get less time than other people who are not rich and are anonymous. Hmm? Just saying. We, you don't have to go all the way to Moscow to get that level of what you consider to be a double standard or unfair treatment. Do you have to leave the, the borders of the United States to receive that in the United States judicial system? Absolutely not. There's an old term called capital punishment. Those who don't have the capital get the punishment. That's a quip made up in the United States. Disproportionate amounts of people doing harder time because they had a legal aid attorney and couldn't afford their own attorney, couldn't afford to go to trial, so they pleaded out. For many people, it was more prudent for them to actually plead guilty than to fight for their innocence because they didn't have the resources to fight for their innocence even though they were innocent of those charges but however in the united states you can be guilty of being poor and that can have its own punishment you understand you don't have to leave the united states how many bankers actually do time how many people that put america's economy in peril and in jeopardy actually did time one out of a thousand men and women who should have gone up on charges hmm? when billions upon hundreds of billions of dollars caused an economic disaster globally. How many people did time for that? Hmm? When those very same companies became the ones that were too big to fail, so they had to be subsidized by the American taxpayer and now are bigger. Too big to fail, so you didn't break them up, you made them even bigger. Okay, so you put the hands right back in the same culprit's hands. We watch this happen every single day. Every single day in American life, people lament about the double standards that exist. All these rich people are getting away with all those politicians and their money. We talk about it all the time. The graft, the in our face, the apparent and the obvious corruption. How money and privilege can have one just flout the rules because the rules are actually made for them. We talk about it all the time. So why wouldn't Brittany Griner? 
the rich celebrity get out sooner than the uh the working guy why wouldn't he just saying just saying so i look at this information and i go huh and this is just me just quickly looking if i if i dug deeper i don't know all i'm saying is do you even need to dig any deeper borg warner this that, how did you get that job how did you get that job what, what, what's going on with you what's happening then there's this uh, thing from August 2014. There's a picture of him hanging out at the, not hanging out, he's at a conference with the, uh, at the Department of State in the United States, August 2014. Now, that seems a bit curious, but, you know, being that you're someone who works overseas, uh, you're working in certain capacities, I'm not going to say that's proof or evidence of anything. Won't say that. You know, because if I have to do a certain amount of traveling myself, I would meet with the embassy consulates, Department of State, if necessary. He was at a conference. I know he's working with a company that is, is operating in over 22 countries. You may need to have a certain relationship. Once you become that big and you're 244 on the Fortune 500 list and you're working all across the planet and you're the 25th largest exporter of certain materials that are going to going to maybe countries that may have a certain may not have the most harmonious relationship with the United States. I'm pretty sure that Borg Warner operates in some regions. I didn't do full research on them. That's B O R G W A R N E R. If you so choose to do your own research, I actually encourage it. There's a reason why I leave certain things open-ended on this show, on this, in this conversations, I don't give, there are times when I could be here and just be a news reporter if I wanted to. Just try to use as much journalistic ethics and ethos as possible to just spit facts. But you know what? That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to provoke a conversation. If anyone decides to take it further, that's entirely on them. I'm not here to provide all the information. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a reporter. I'm having a conversation and in a conversation, rarely do you get all the information. I'm actually encouraging people out there to do their own diligence, to use that muscle, to don't be so accustomed to people telling you the truth and go finding the truth out for yourself. Because the same people you, you, you're hoping are telling you the truth may disappoint you. So take a moment. If you're given names, if you're given dates, go check out those names and dates as well. See what you uncover. See if you, see if you found a counter. See if you can debunk everything that was said. Whatever. Or substantiate. It's on you. So that's why, I, you know, I'm not going to go all the way into Borg Warner and all 22 countries and go, okay, you have a relationship with this one, that one, that one. But I'm pretty sure if you're, if you're that high up on the Fortune 500 list, you probably have government contracts as well to supply uh, automotive equipment to the United States government and several other governments. Right. And so maybe you need to know how to you need to know the the method of operation, the how to conduct yourself in, a, in an ever changing uh, global atmosphere as far as the relationships that we have with other countries and that they have with the United States shift. And the Department of State may 
contact you and go, hey, listen, you are part of a list of companies that does business in A, B, C, D, and E. We already know about your business. You've you've opened up your books to us or whatever the case may be. You've let you've disclosed to us your transactions in said country. But maybe these these big companies that do this kind of business have to be at a conference held by the Department of State to inform certain groups or certain companies this is what the new these are the realities on the ground at present time okay i'm willing to bite on that like oh he was at a department of state that's not smoke or fire right that's neither but all i'm saying is can anyone out there say beyond a shadow of a doubt that Paul Whelan is not guilty of what Paul Whelan was found guilty of because I didn't get any of this information from the news. And there are times when I did watch the news. I watch it very, very seldom do I turn on corporate sponsored news. But I mean, as far as, you know, what you would call mainstream, what I call compromised. But I, I don't I didn't do that. I haven't done that in a while. But when I did, I just kept hearing about Marine Marine. And then when you see it online and you hear people bandying about He's a Marine. He fought for this country. A Marine fought for this country. And I'm like, and I was like, oh, yeah, right. That's crazy. Yeah. But then, you know, I didn't pay much attention. And now with this little tiny bit of attention that I decided to put on it, this little this little eye, just in just curious eye, not a skeptical eye. Not a cynical eye, the curious eye and just said, hey, who is this guy? And I only did that because of my friends, my friends, you know, the pushback which I loved because the pushback led to me going, you know what, who is this dude? And people didn't know. P none of my friends knew in what capacity he served. And a couple of my friends, well, no, one of them is a former Marine. It's like, you didn't, I don't know, he's just, he's one of us. What did he do? He was like, I don't, and I was like, oh, okay. So I went and looked up and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Man, you got kicked out of the armed forces, bro. Completely. Hmm? Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, all of that. Army, you can't do anything. Reserves, National Guard, nothing. Wow. Military police, nope. Okay. And then you found a job, a cushy job in the private sector where they could have hired someone who didn't have your reputation. But instead, you became head of, you're senior this, head of that means you're quite proficient. A company that has 93 sites in 22 countries with 49,000 employees and your high-ranking IT security personnel, digital security, IT security and you're caught in a Russian hotel room with a USB. So I asked the question, who is Paul Whelan really? And is he guilty of what he was found guilty of? I'll let you guys decide until next time.